Coming up. This is something the enemy wants to do. The devil is actively trying to keep people from putting faith, putting their faith in Jesus Christ. He is actively trying to do that. He is proposing things to us and to people that will cause them not to put their faith in Jesus Christ. We should think about that for a moment. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the 10th message in the series, Hindering People from the Faith, Part 1. Amen. Well, we've been um, on a um, series entitled Propositions from the Devil. So I'm going to read to you um, Acts chapter 13, verses 4 through 12. Acts 13. Verses 4 through 12. I'll be reading from the easy to read version. The text says Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went to the city of Seleucia. Then they sailed from there to the island of Cyprus. When Barnabas and Saul came to the city of Salamis, they told the message of God in the Jewish synagogues. John Mark was with them to help. They went across the whole island to the city of Paphos. There they met a Jewish man named Bar-Jesus who did magic. He was a false prophet. He always stayed close to Sergius Paulus, who was the governor and a very smart man. He invited Barnabas and Saul to come visit him because he wanted to hear the message of God. But the magician, Elamus, as Bar-Jesus was called in Greek, spoke against them, trying to stop the governor from believing in Jesus. But Saul, also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked hard at Elamus and said, you son of the devil. Hmm full of lies and all kinds of evil tricks. You are an enemy of everything that is right. Will you never stop trying to change the Lord's truth into lies? Now the Lord will touch you and you will be blind for a time and you will not be able to see anything, not even the light from the sun. Then everything became dark for Elimus, and he walked around lost. He was trying to find someone to lead him by the hand. When the governor saw this, he believed. He was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. Verse 8, but the magician Elimus, as Bar-Jesus was called in Greek, 
spoke against them, trying to stop the governor from believing in Jesus. Our subtopic for today is hindering people from the faith. Hindering people from the faith. These, this is something the enemy wants to do. The devil is actively trying to keep people from putting faith, putting their faith in Jesus Christ. He is actively trying to do that. He is proposing things to us and to people that will cause them not to put their faith in Jesus Christ. We should think about that for a moment. We have an active enemy trying to say, oh, no, don't put faith in Christ. Don't do it. And that's what we see here in this text. And so we need to understand a few things um, as followers of Jesus Christ, as we deal with this truth that the enemy is trying to hinder people from putting faith in Jesus Christ. So write this down on your outline. Jesus Christ has commissioned his followers to make disciples. Jesus Christ has commissioned his followers to tell people about him so that they would become a disciple or a follower of him. He's done that. Look what it says here in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on, and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus says, I've been given all power in heaven and earth, all authority. And he said, because I've been given authority, I'm giving you authority as a follower of mine to go and make disciples of all nations. God has commissioned us. I know you may not feel like you are qualified to make disciples or to cause people to become followers of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, I beg to differ. Jesus didn't say uh, you can go and make disciples if you choose to, or you know, if you done took a class, or if you've uh, um, got a degree, or or if whatever. <laughs> he didn't say that. He said, "No, you can go because I've been given authority." Our ability to tell people about Christ, to cause people to become followers of Christ is not based upon our us. It's based upon the authority that Christ has that he's given to you as a follower. Mm -hmm. He's given it to you. So we have to operate in this on faith. And it doesn't mean you don't try to educate yourself. It doesn't mean that you don't learn how to better present the gospel to people or whatever, or live right. It doesn't mean that. What it does mean, though, that you need to have a mindset that you've been authorized. That's right. 
and it's based upon Christ, not you. Mm -hmm. So don't say you can't do it because of you. Because mm -hmm. Jesus says you can do it because of me. And that's where our faith has to be. That's where our mindset has to be, that I'm going to uh, be a part of the process of causing people to become followers of Christ based upon what Christ has done and the power he gives and, and who he is and the authority he has. Mm -hmm. So make that your reason for doing it. Amen to cause you to open your mouth and to do whatever it takes to help people become followers of Christ. And Jesus gives some, us some things to do and say here. Mm -hmm. And so we have to take that to heart. And all, and just to keep it real simple, uh, you just tell people what you know. That's all you tell them. What you don't know, don't tell them. Please don't. <laughs> if you don't know yeah. something, don't yeah. don't tell them something you don't know. That, that wouldn't make any sense, right. would it? Right, exactly. Just tell them what you know. If they ask yeah. you a question you can't answer, you say, oh, I can't answer that. Yeah. I can go talk to my brother, sister, my pastor, somebody, and try to get an answer for you. But I don't have an answer. Right. But I can tell you what I know. I can tell you what I've experienced. Right. That's all you got to do. We just be willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Just say, I, I, this, look, this is the problem I was going through. And I prayed and I asked God for help. Then I started seeing doors open. I started seeing things changing, you know, didn't happen overnight, but I, it, you know, right. that's right. There is, is telling people about God. That's right. About the work of Christ. That's right. You just share what happened in your life mm -hmm. and you can put it there. Well, I can tell you about what happened with my life, what God has done yeah. for me. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what God has done for me. You know, you can pull them to the side. What's your name? Oh, Peter? Oh, James? Oh, what's your name? Mm -hmm. John? What's your name? Mm -hmm. uh, Cynthia? Mm -hmm. You got, you know, 30 seconds. I want to tell you what God has done for me. Yeah. Oftentimes, and, you don't have to call somebody to come and, and talk to you. People come to you with their problems. <laughs> <laughs> they come to you and they start telling you what's going on in their life. And it just opens the door for you to for you to tell them about your experience. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So Jesus has authorized us to go and make disciples. And so this text is really saying, as you go, it's not saying you have to, you know, there's a specific place you got to go or you got, it's just as you go, as you live your life, as you at the grocery store, as you at work, you just, you know, you have a mindset. Okay. I'm going to, help someone become a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. And you do that to the best of your ability. Look what John 16, seven says. And this is Jesus talking. He says, but very truly, I tell you, it is good for you that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So the advocate is another name for the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says, I'm going to leave you. He was talking about after his death, burial, and resurrection. He, he was here um, on the earth until for 50 days, and then for 40 days, and then the day of Pentecost came on the 50th day, and then he had gone. 
But the advocate came. That's when the day of Pentecost happened. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And Jesus says he was going to send him. He was going to send him. And if you look, we read in the book of Acts, when, when that happened on that day of Pentecost, a lot of folk got saved because they started telling folks about Christ in different languages. Mm -hmm. And folks got saved. And so Jesus has given us, sent to us the Holy Spirit to help us live out how he has authorized us to make disciples. So look what happened in the text that we've read here in Acts chapter 13, verse four and five. It says, Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. This was Paul's first um, missionary journey. And he and Barnabas were sent by the Holy Spirit. And they went to the city of Seleucia they sailed from there to the island of Cyprus, verse 5, and when Barnabas and Saul came to the city of Salamis, they told the message of God in the Jewish synagogues, and John Mark was with them to help. So Paul and Barnabas were sent by the Spirit, and they gave the message of God to the folk in the synagogue. Let that encourage you because Christ has authorized us to give his message. And you can give it relative to what you know, what you have experienced, what the scripture says, what you know the Bible says. And we'll touch on that a little later um, about that. So there are some things, though, that I want you to consider Write that down. Some things to consider while sharing the gospel message. I don't want to send you out there without any instruction or mindset, something to put on your mind. And so I want to give you a few things to put on your mind when you go share the gospel. The first is there are people who have different beliefs and practices from you. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've experienced that already, <laughs> that there's some folk who think a little different, believe different, act different than you. Mm -hmm. So when you go share the message, just keep that in mind. We don't act, expect people to believe what you believe or even act the way you act, but don't let that also hinder you from sharing what you believe. Yeah. Look what it says here in Acts 13, 6. They went across the whole island to the city of Paphos. There they met a Jewish man named Bar-Jesus who did magic. He was a false prophet. So Paul and Barnabas, they ran into this Jewish man. Okay. So he was very familiar with, with, the law of God, because he was Jewish. He was familiar with the history of Israel, God's chosen people. 
he was familiar with them. And it goes on to tell us that he was a false prophet. So, and he was doing magic. He was doing sorcery. So he had mixed his knowledge of the Jewish teachings, the law of God, with his magic. Yeah. <laughs> he had mixed the two together. Thus, that's why he became a false prophet. So he was intermingling his sorcery with the word of God. Mm -hmm. I think people do that today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And the, the text tells us he was a false prophet. So he was portraying himself to know some things, which he did know some things because he was familiar with the, the law of God. Mm -hmm. But then he was intermingling it with some stuff that was not of God. Okay. You, you might run into some people when you out there telling the gospel message. You might run into some folk who are like that, who have a different way of thinking, a different way of believing, and a different practices. Yeah. And some of them may be correctly quoting scripture right but just bending the meaning yes to make it fit their standard absolutely yeah absolutely and so i've experienced some folks like this while witnessing on the street and um and i haven't i haven't experienced someone doing sorcery or magic but have i experienced people bending <laughs> what yeah. the word says like my wife just said mm -hmm. and so i did have an experience in it when i went to talk to this this one man it was crazy and so you know we had a little routine and everybody kind of you know customized it to their own style and so i approached this guy one day and i said um, excuse me, you know, we're out here sharing Christ today. Um, you have a minute to talk. And he stopped and he just looked at me. And something was, it felt demonic coming from him. His look and his, I, it's hard for me to explain. But I knew something wasn't right with this guy. And I don't, I don't even remember what happened. I know what I said to myself, you know, I think I better get up out of here. Um, or that he uh, wasn't welcoming to the message. So I didn't want to force it on him. So yeah, I remember now. So what I did, I just handed him a track. You know, so we had some tracks with the word on it. Um, and I don't even remember if he even said anything. He just gave me a look, mm -hmm. an intense look. Yeah. And I felt resistance, strong resistance. It felt spiritual, demonic. Mm -hmm. And I think I just handed him a track. Yeah. Well, the good thing about it, we don't have to make people believe. That's we just, right. We just share and then we, we, we leave it alone. Let the Holy Spirit work. Yeah. yeah. And let me be clear. I didn't get up out of there because I was scared. Uh, one of the things that we um, we uh, 
we teach, we talk about when we were before we were walk that we didn't want to impose anything on people. So we're it's all about their receptivity. Mm-hmm. But I noticed right away that he wasn't receptive. And so at that point, and then I felt this, what it felt like was an evil spirit. So my thing was, okay, um, I'll just give him a track and move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. So that's why. But I wasn't afraid. I just noticed something evil yeah about the encounter Mm -hmm. and you may run into that but you don't have to be afraid of it because jesus has authorized us and we got the blood of jesus sprinkled i mean over us covering us Amen. amen and just to give you another example of how the fear can be overcome um on another occasion i think i shared this with you guys at some point before uh, we were out witnessing and we were in this area where there were some drug dealers on each corner selling drugs and stuff. And uh, we walking with our Bibles and our shirt on with our cross on it and stuff. And so this was my first time encountering that. So I had, I, now I'm, I am feeling a little fear because I don't know what these guys going to do. But we keep, I kept going, wasn't going to stop. And I, I got, I don't know, about maybe a, a, a quarter of a block away from them. And then they scattered. They took off. And I was like, what is this? What's going on here? They were more afraid of me than I was of them. So they just split. They took off and they went to go stand somewhere else. They just, they didn't want to engage us. Yeah. And I was so surprised. Mm-hmm. And then there was a couple of them that stayed around. Um, and we talked to them for a moment and, um, and then moved on. But I left with this impression about the power of God to even cause a drug dealer to get away from the word of God Mm -hmm. and the people of God. And I thought, oh, wow, I never experienced anything like that before, Mm -hmm. but I'll never forget it. Mm -hmm. It was powerful. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be afraid. Um, just go with understanding that God has authorized us. The second thing we need to consider is that there are intelligent people who are interested in knowing more about Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Intelligent people, educated people who want to know more about Jesus Christ. You need to consider that. Look what happened here in Acts 13, 7 in the story. And um, it says, he always stayed close to Sergius Paulus, talking about um, Elimus, the the Jewish sorcerer, magic guy. Mm -hmm. He always stayed close to Sergius Paulus, who was the governor and a very smart man. So he stayed close to the governor and the governor was a very smart man. And the governor, it says here, he invited Barnabas and Saul to come visit him because he wanted to hear the message of God. Y'all see that? He wanted to hear the message of God. A A politician, he was the governor, and he was educated and smart, but yet he wanted to hear the message of God. You've been listening to One by One, 
Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Who don't want to be their party buddy no more. You can't be their partner in crime anymore. You can't be their partner no more. And so they'll do things. They're close to you too, but they're doing things, you know, making little statements, you know, when you start talking about God or the Bible or little things or doing something or trying to make appointments with you, trying to set up Sunday morning breakfast, you know, with you, because they know that's the time you go to church or whatever. You know, just, I'm just giving you, some of y'all may experience some things like this, and it may have been somebody in your family. Thank you for listening.